Good afternoon. This is Dave Kosminski here. This is the Town of Portland weekly podcast. We're live here at the Town Tech Educational Partnership podcast studio at Portland High School. And uh, this is going to be episode 13. And lucky 13. So with us uh, in the studio is is our first select one, Miss Susan Bransfield. And uh, a newbie on the show this, this week is uh, our uh, town clerk, uh, the Honorable Mr. Ryan Curley. So Ryan, good afternoon. Thanks for coming up. And also uh, joining us on the phone is our public works director slash fire chief, Mr. Bob Shea. So uh, Bob will be giving us an update and so forth. So anyway, good afternoon, Susan. How are you? Good. How are you? Good Um, to be here. Hey, it's it's good. Thank you for having us. (laughs) Exactly. Well, uh, uh, this is episode 13. So we're getting uh, tons and tons of listens on our our podcast, not only here, but... uh, we're getting very, very good reviews at Comcast because, uh, again, we're doing the post-production and they're being aired on the uh, Channel 15 on the podcast That's channel. great. Yeah, and I know other departments are also doing uh, some podcasts. It's a great way to get some messages out. And also, if any of our listeners have questions, they can always call our office. We're happy to talk with them. Um, as you know, the town hall has been open throughout the COVID-19 crisis. We are not open to the public except by appointment, but all of our employees have been working through the whole uh, time and they're ready, willing, and able, and certainly are doing a fantastic job for us. All of our departments from public works, town clerk, our collector of revenue, uh, land use, as well as all of the administrative offices, youth services, and, and senior services as well. I wanna touch on a couple of departments uh, that are going to be doing a little bit more in terms of servicing our public in light of the governor allowing, I think it's phase two, Dave. Uh, phase three, I think, is I think, on hold. I, that, I believe so. I think that's what they started it, and then I think they uh, pulled it back a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, caution is the word, that's for sure, in terms of COVID-19. And in that light, our Park and Recreation Department has issued an invitation to parents for youngsters to come and enjoy a outdoor recreational opportunity, sort of a day camp. Um, and uh, Nate Foley and our and his staff are putting together a wonderful program for youngsters. And they can always get in touch with him through our website and also by calling him on the telephone. Uh, the program is going to start toward the end of this month, July, July 20. And it'll be a morning program and an afternoon program, basically a playground program for youngsters to be able to gather in a COVID-19 safe way. There are rules that must be followed and all of that is included on our website. But I'm very uh, proud of Nate and his team for putting together a safe way for youngsters to get out and enjoy the outdoors this fine summer that we're having. In addition, our senior center is going to be starting the availability of rides for seniors. Many of our seniors depend on this uh, for getting to doctor's appointments and things of that nature. So they will be starting the week of July 20 as well. And we are working through the COVID-19 requirements for giving the rides. And our staff at the Senior Center, Carol and Mary, are busily talking with seniors and they'll be able to take some of those reservations. What we're gonna do, Dave, is one person per van ride. 
Mm-hmm. So there'll be the driver and one person uh, making sure that masks are worn or face covering is worn, as well as uh, using hand sanitizer and staying uh, probably six to 10 feet away from the driver sure. and the person sitting in the van. And if it's a, a weather permitting, open the windows, let air to circulate. Sure. That's something that I'm reading is so important that we get enough air, that you get sunshine, and that you also make certain that your hands are clean. As Dave always tells us, make sure you wash your hands. Uh, and when water and soap aren't available, um, certainly the, the hand sanitizer is something that is uh, important for us to utilize. So we're, we're beginning to do more servicing. The library is planning for limited hours. They have not announced the date that that will occur inside the building. But again, their services are seamless in terms of availability by email and telephone. And they also are doing curbside service. Mm-hmm. So if you need a book or you need some type of a media borrowed from the library, be sure to call them. They're so good about giving information, whether it's finding forms for your your governmental taxes or questions you might have, or uh, just general questions about getting information, data, and books and uh, videos and whatever might be available. They're just fantastic. Janet Nochuk is doing a great job taking care of COVID-19. And just one last thing, I know she was on a podcast recently, but um, I wanna emphasize that when the building does reopen, there's been a lot of great improvements at our library. The carpeting is all then refreshed, it's brand new, as well as it's been painted by Public Works Department. And uh, Bob Shea and his team have connected with Eversource. And over the course of the next few weeks, we're going to be having Eversource install LED lights, which is going to be a huge savings for us. And I want to thank Bob uh, for coordinating that. And he's looking at all of our other buildings as well. So with that, that's just a brief update. There's lots more, Dave. Um, the, the la- I don't know that uh, Russell Melmet is able to join us today. He, he may be, but I'm not certain that he can. Right, right. Well, we'll, we'll listen for him. He knows the number if he wants to dial in. And sure. We would certainly welcome him on the call. And he has been a, 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 definitely a, a, a frequent flyer on all of our podcasts and giving out very, very valuable information. Right. Uh, fortunately, I think Connecticut uh, and uh, is... is one of the very few states uh, in the Northeast or, you know, New York and, and, and Massachusetts that uh, everything is, the numbers are very, very good. Yeah, so yeah, we, to, we, want to, we want to keep it that way. Exactly. Um, Russ issues a report every Monday. And this past Monday, he reported no change from the week before for the mm-hmm. town of Portland. I was very pleased at seeing that. Um, overall, since the start of this crisis, we've had 71 positive cases of COVID-19 in Portland. And we've had, unfortunately, 14 deaths attributed to COVID-19. So it's a a situation none of us take lightly. We take it very seriously, and we take it with determination that we will beat this, um, that we will make certain that as we're proceeding until there is a vaccination, that we follow all of the guidelines that have been mentioned so often and are available at our uh, website as well. So with that, I think I'll pass it back to you, Dave, and move on with the show. Uh, yeah, I think, you know, the uh, as 
the, the phrase has been often been stated, we're all in this together. And I think uh, from that standpoint, and that's one of the great things uh, about the town of Portland. And I know um, you and, and, and Ryan both uh, were participated with our public works department and the Lions Club in conjunction uh, with a food drive at uh, Adams. You guys did uh, a great job. We got some uh, great footage down there and some pictures. And, uh, thank you uh, for all the, again, collaboration with Public Works and, and the Lions Club for putting that together, you know, as far as that goes. Uh, so good job. Uh, also, uh, a shout out to all of our um, uh, healthcare workers and uh, first responders. And, you know, uh, Bob's going to give us an update on, on uh, you know, the first responders uh, update as far as that goes and his portion. So uh, without any further ado, I'd like to uh, welcome Ryan to the uh uh, to the desk and hi Ryan, how you doings? And I, I think uh, with the upcoming, uh, 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 we have primaries coming up this month, correct? Or in, in August, correct? Yeah, that's correct, Dave. Yes. So uh, tell us how that's going to work. So um, it's a little different this year. This is um, the long-awaited primaries. These primaries were supposed to occur originally back in April, and they ended up being postponed twice because of the COVID mm -hmm. epidemic. And so um, August 11th is the primary in, in Connecticut, and both parties have primaries on that day. So there will be a primary for, um, it's the presidential preference primary for mm -hmm. um, the Democrats and the Republicans. And in Portland, we also have a, a primary for the Republican uh, um, candidate for uh, Congress in the first district. Mm -hmm. So um, there are several primaries coming up. And if you are a registered Democrat or a registered Republican in the town of Portland, you may have received uh, some mail this week from the Secretary of the state's office. Now, th what the because of the governor's executive order, um, basically he ordered that um, everyone in the state is eligible to vote by absentee ballot in this upcoming in this upcoming primary. So what the secretary of the state's office did was they mailed applications to every active registered Republican and every active registered Democrat within the state uh, and in the town of Portland. So um, and they are going out. So if you have not received one and you think um, that you are a registered Republican or Democrat, please contact my office um, or check your mailbox because they are um, going out and they're coming back in. We've received uh, 200 today alone in the mail. So, and one of them was mine. And one of them <laughs> was yours. <laughs> So it's a good thing um, to get people to vote. We're, we're encouraged by this. Um, it's going to be a process, um, and, but we want to keep people safe. So um, I have received some phone calls uh, from residents who are concerned about voting by absentee ballot. And I do want to let the, um, you know, the listeners know that voting by absentee ballot is no different than, than voting at the polls. Every vote is counted the exact same way by a tabula tabulator machine. And so some people have the impression that absentee ballots are, are only counted if uh, it's a close vote. And that, that's just not the case. So um, every absentee ballot will be counted, and, uh, and that's uh, important. So um, also the postage is paid on all of the applications um, to, re to be returned and will be paid on all of the ballots. So uh, no resident will be out any, you know, will have to pay postage to return their ballot or um, application. So the ballots are going to be mailed out? Uh, so, 
So I'll, I'll explain the process because it's a little different this year. Normally the town clerk in each town is the one who um, collects the applications and issues the ballots. Because um, of the great influx that we're anticipating with the amount of absentee ballots this year, uh, we have, the state has contracted a, uh, an outside, basically a vendor to mail the ballots out. So the applications come to the town clerk and every application will have a, a barcode on it. And so what I do is I process that application in our state computer system and then um, the mail house will be issuing that voter a ballot. And the ballots will be going out in the mail beginning on July 21st. So it's coming up, um, which is 21 days before the primary. That's when absentee ballots become available. I also want to let voters know um, or, or residents know that if they are an unaffiliated voter, and they would like to participate either in the Democrat or the Republican primary. It's not too late to, um, to change your voter registration. You have until August 6th to do that by mail and August 10th at noon in person um, in order to uh, change your party affiliation. Um, in light of this, we are also receiving a mailbox from the state of Connecticut, which is a secure lockbox. Towns have already begun receiving their lockboxes throughout the state. Um, I believe it's being uh, done in alphabetical order. So Portland is a little later on the list, of course, than uh, towns like Brantford who have already gotten theirs. Mm -hmm. um, so those should be arriving very soon. And once we get that, Bob uh, Shea has been, uh, and the Public Works Office has been very helpful making sure that we have a, a spot to put it at and a secure location in front of uh, the back entrance of town hall. And so uh, residents who would prefer to submit their um, ballots or applications um, and drop them off in this lockbox can do that as well if they don't want to mail in their ballots. So it's another option that we're giving residents this year and, and it should be very helpful uh, to them. Um, as far as, um, so that's basically the absentee ballot process this year. Uh, I don't, and that's only for the primary. I cannot speak to what happens in the uh, general election this, this fall because the governor's executive orders expire before then. So um, the process that we're allowed to do for the primary is only because of the governor's executive orders. So when it comes to the presidential election, um, if we were to continue this process, there would have to be a change in the state legislature um, in order to accomplish that. So um, the governor has uh, called for a special session, mm -hmm. and this is a top priority. But until that passes, I, I can't speak to uh, you know what will happen in the presidential election. So that's something that we'll have to stay tuned for and, and see what happens. Um, I do want to let the residents know that um, while our polling location remains nine, the middle school, the Portland Middle School at 93 High Street, we are changing the room in which voting will occur for the, um, both the primaries on August 11th and for the general election on November 3rd. And so that will be in the middle school cafeteria as opposed to the uh, middle school chorus and band rooms. Um, so that's a change this year. And we're we're working hard. We have, uh, we've acquired some PPE uh, equipment and material uh, because we not only want to keep our voters safe, but also our poll workers um, throughout this process. 
And so um, there'll be more to come uh, on that, but I do want to let residents know. Uh, and I think that's pretty much all that I had on, on the election. Sure. Now, is, is there going to be curbside voting uh, as there have been in previous elections? Um, so I know you're, you're working on doing all of the social distancing and all of that. Uh, have the, has that been decided yet? That has not been decided, to my knowledge. That's something that we're still working on, Dave, and we're working on that because it's, like I just talked about, how we're trying to keep our poll workers safe as well. Um, it, that's something that I, we need to discuss with the registrar of voters and the, and the moderator to make sure, um, uh, especially with the change in the location mm-hmm. of the polls right now, mm-hmm. um, that's just something that I don't want to. I don't want to comment one way or another. Sure. Yet. Yeah. No worries. No worries. Good. Uh, uh, that's great. And you know, in relation to you know the the installation of that that new box, I know um, Susan has had a uh, has uh, a bigger box installed. And now that the town call, you can talk about that, yeah, Susan, yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Good. Good point, uh, Dave. Also, just outside Ryan's office, actually near our flags and our Veterans Memorial. Uh, Bob Shea's crew has installed a box that is very secure. And if you want to give information, whether you're paying your taxes, whether you're leaving a message for one of the town departments, or you have comments, whatever, you can place them within that box that's behind Town Hall. We wanted a bigger uh, container for the for the information that people are dropping off, Dave, because what we've always had is more of an envelope size box. That's right. still there next to the door mm-hmm. in the back of Town Hall. But a bigger box allows people, if they have plans or they have a permit that they want to have the land use office application, they need to give that to them. It accommodates the bigger envelope size. And in fact, this morning I was getting out of my car to come into work and one of our residents uh, waved and she said, oh, thanks so much for the box. I'm able to just uh, leave my information right there, not have any uh, additional contact, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's certainly in light of COVID-19, it's a very convenient way to conduct your business. And sure. I think it's working. No, it is. And it's uh, it, when uh, Bob put the pad down, he made it big enough so it's going to be able to accommodate the, the voter reg box, so yeah. which is... Which is great. So yeah, that's that. That's good stuff. So go from there. So, um, well, great. Uh, thanks, Ryan, for all of that information. Um, and ob- obviously, uh, things are going to uh, move along, and uh, as the special session takes place, and uh, there, there's going to be more information that we can get out to our uh, to our public and our listeners. So go it's from ju- there. Ju- just one other thing, Dave. I, I neglected to say, and um, and that is that that box in the back of town hall is emptied frequently throughout the business day. So. People shouldn't feel that that box is only emptied at certain times of the week. It's it's several times during the workday, so the information is getting to the appropriate department. I want to assure our listeners that it's something that uh, we take very seriously, and it's it's True. always there. So it's thanks. always there. Great, yeah. great job. Okay, well, thanks, guys. Um, all right, uh, I think Bob is still there. Bob, how you doing on the on your end on the uh, public safety and uh, uh, public work side? We're doing good. We're busy, that's for sure. It's that time of year. There's a lot going on and a lot of requests from the public and, um, you know, watching storms and other things. But for COVID-19, I think that, uh, you know, Susan had mentioned that Portland looks good right now. We need to continue that. So I urge all our residents to continue their social distancing, wear their masks, uh, and, and help us, help you. 
Um, our call volume, as far as the fire department, is um, pretty steady. It's not increasing. Our COVID response uh, seems to be steadied right out. We do have a few precautions that still come in, but the numbers don't show that you know, we're experiencing any type of increase. So that's really good. Um, PPE, which is always an issue we continue to do well with. Uh, the national uh, stockpile has increased. Uh, those distributions are coming out through Region 3. I spend time each week making a trip to West Hartford to make sure that Portland, EMS, and fire, as well as town, gets their share. We've done very, very well. Uh, right now I can, I can safely say that uh, our PPE is in order. Uh, we certainly are well protected, not only on the fire and EMS side, but as well as the availability of sanitizer, masks, cleaning products um, for towns, our buildings, our building staff who's been done, building maintenance staff, which has done a phenomenal job making sure that they're sanitizing all our buildings before our staff comes in for not only us but any public that we may see outside or has to come and work with us. Uh, so that's worked well. So I'm happy that I can say that we're there, but we will continue to stock for the future. We never know what's going to happen, and we certainly don't want to be in a position like we were along with everyone uh, throughout the country um, this year. So things are good there. Great, great. Uh, Highway transfer stations, all my departments are busy. Uh, first and foremost, transfer stations, new permits, uh, Dave, are available. You need a new permit for the year. So uh, those can be uh, either purchased here. We recommend you purchase them at the transfer station. It's uh, easier on you and, and a little bit on us, but uh, certainly we will meet you in the back, and we will certainly do that for you here at the town hall. They are available. Uh, we just ask that everyone that, uh, has to make contact with my employees, which we only have two, and lots of times it's only one in that location, uh, wears a mask. Don't enter the building without one. Please uh, use the precautions that we ask you for. Sanitize before you come in. If you can pay with a check, we prefer that, although we will take your cash, um, but it's just a little safer on our employees. If you need to uh, certainly speak with our employees outside that may be working. It's very hot. They're not wearing their masks all the time because they're not around the public. But if they do, do need to engage, give them time to put their mask on. Uh, certainly you should have one on as well. And if you need to approach them, just uh, make sure you do so with distance. That way we won't have any issues there. Mm -hmm. um, they're doing their, their very best to try to protect themselves as well as you and operate that transfer station um, in the need that is really requested by the residents. It's been overwhelming, um, the amount of activity that we have seen down there over the past three to four months. So I'm just asking everybody to participate there. Water, sewer, uh, still very busy reading, making repairs, doing maintenance, uh, sewer division uh, inspections, sewer cleaning will be coming up with maintenance. I'm not sure how that's going to work this year. I know companies are just starting to get back online. We might be pushed out until the end of the summer or early fall for our annual sewer pipe cleaning and inspection. We will make notifications along in the River East as well as on the website. Uh, we're doing a large capital project, which we hope to start sometime in the next month, uh, which should be awarded this month. We're looking forward to that. It's an, a very large uh, project down at the sewer plant that needs to be done. The plant is over 20 years old now, and we need to make some big improvements there. Highways working on roads every day. We're preparing for chip sealing, putting new curbing in, replacing catch basin tops as much as we can to make them level with the road to improve drainage. High Street is an area that's going to be uh, milled and paved to get the rumbles that have been caused by years and years of chip sealing on that 
awful steep hill. Looking forward to that. Uh, Maple Road improvements for safety as well as drainage in that area that's been kind of going on for years has been finally done. It's very, It's been very successful. We wish we were able to straighten the road out, but we couldn't do that with the amount of ledge um, that's there. But we certainly feel that we made safety improvements there as well as drainage improvements that are going to um, certainly serve us well into the future and much safer for residents. We just did a final inspection today, and I'm very happy with that project. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, one of, one of the things also, going back to the uh, transfer station, Bob, we want to make sure that residents know as of July 1st that um, all brush that comes in must be going over the scale. Uh, it is correct. We have a new fee for your brush. Uh, you're getting two free. With your permit, you'll receive, and thank you, Dave, for that, um, you'll receive two uh, free brush load tickets um, to kind of get this program going. Um, the board, Susan, um, as well as the board, suggested that the, for the first year at least that we would do this, and those are being used. Uh, people are taking advantage of their tickets to bring their brush in, and uh, it's a very, very expensive process to grind and remove that brush. This year uh, the numbers are going to be much bigger. The pile is absolutely huge as many that have been bringing brush there have seen uh, just because people are home and they're taking care of the yards and I really think that made the difference so this will be a big year for us we'll get by we're hopefully going to be contracted to get that pile ground as soon as we can I need to make room there and I'm getting a little concerned uh, but we're uh, on the on the cusp of getting an agreement and some bids in for that, and we'll get that done. So sure, that's yeah. important. You know, I think one of over over the years, and uh, I've been in town a long time, and years and years ago, uh, you know, we used to burn the pile, you know, every year, uh, which didn't cost us anything. Now with DEP, with the uh, you know the uh, uh, air regulations and so forth, um, you know, the pile has to be disposed of and ground, which costs money. So. Uh, you know, people have to realize that. So it really ahead. does. It costs quite a bit of money, and the, the, you know, the fee structure that we we used is very, very low compared to many other towns that you know I investigated, and I wanted to make sure that we weren't you know gouging or looking for too much money from the taxpayers, especially during this time. But I think what we we came up with is very fair. It's less than half of what other towns have been charging for years, and I think we'll see how it offsets. It's all we're looking for is to offset some of that loss in, in revenue there for that pile. Sure. Another great service, uh, Bob, is that Public Works on the odd years, which 2021 in the spring, we do curbside pickup of, of brush. So that's another service that you provide to our residents, and that'll be, as I said, in the spring of 2021. Yeah, we'll be, this year was off, and a lot of people did their own, which certainly is shown and then next year we'll be out so that that's another you know we pick up an awful lot of brush and that adds to our pile as well every other year so that's a good program i think uh that works very well and, and we should continue that uh, that's great bob uh again all of the departments as far as the public works guys have been out there and working very hard uh and so or so um what's what's happening on the uh the bridge construction front so the bridge, uh, there was a meeting today. I only got the back uh, half of it, but um, I've been keeping up to date. There's a lot going on on the bridge, and people that are um, now back in traffic and haven't been will see that, and they will be delayed. Uh, there's an awful lot going down on um, on the inner, down at St. John's Place in Middletown. They're starting work along Main Street as far as doing bump-outs in the areas of the sidewalks that have uh, already been installed um, on the southern end of Main Street, uh, but they'll be working up in the areas um, along the bridge as well as, you know, the Spring Street area uh, 
an awful lot of utilities is going to be uh, conduit in that intersection. So that's going to be a busy place. The the nights crews are have started a few weeks ago. They're working at night. They're pouring cement. They're pouring slabs and decking, and doing an awful lot of other work. So between seven eight p.m. and four a.m., there'll be a one lane, uh, alternating lanes, and it's been that way for about a week. It will continue on and off. Uh, there'll also be times during the day that the bridge will be shut down temporarily for five minutes or so to get uh, equipment on and off the bridge. So motorists have to be aware that, you know, they are in a very heavy construction portion of the bridge work, and they're going to need extra lanes, and they're going to be making those uh, decisions when they need to, and as well as that night work, which we have to be very careful of when we're traveling over the bridge, uh, making sure that, the you know, that we reduce our speed and and make sure that we're fully aware where not only our public safety officers are uh, protecting construction workers as well. It's, it's, uh, there's extra lighting up there, but there are some areas that you have to be concerned. So sure. as always, and I've always said, just slow down, enjoy your ride over the bridge as best you can. Yeah, exactly, uh, exactly. And, uh, I, you know, I, I think because of the pandemic and so forth, uh, they were, to get a, uh, were able to get a good head start on and getting a lot of stuff accomplished that, probably would not have been accomplished under normal traffic circumstances. Oh, I agree. And uh, although they, they're on schedule, they, you know, they don't say they're ahead because there's an awful lot of things that have come up as they find when they remove the decking from the bridge and additional rivet work and some repairs and some steel work and stuff that they're working into the project as we speak, which some of it requires some new engineering. So they're waiting for those to be approved, but they're moving forward, and I think they're doing a great job. Uh, we have had no public safety issues, to say, uh, related to response, getting ambulances, additional fire trucks is to and fro on our mutual aid. So we're very happy with that, and it seems to be working well. Super. Yeah, that's great. That's great. So, all right, Bob, great. Um, anything else on your end? Uh, uh, I think uh, that should do it. I think I'm good. All right. Bob, <laughs> Thank you. Bob, again, thanks for all you do and your staff and, uh, uh, you know, keeping all the balls. in the, I know you got a, uh, a couple of hats between public works and between public safety and, and all of that good stuff. And also, you know, we got uh, on the public safety side, uh, uh, you guys installed a new receiver down at company number one, which is basically going to uh, improve your communication, uh, you know, on the fire side. So uh, that's yeah. always good. We're always looking to make our communication safer and, and, and louder and much more clear. So, yeah, thank you for your help on that, Dave. There's a lot that goes into that, a lot of departments. I appreciate that. And, yeah, it's, this, uh, it's a lot, but I have great employees and great people here at the town hall to work with, and it's been, uh, it's been good. Looking forward to kind of continuing our, our work forward. Yeah, fantastic, fantastic. All right. Um, I think um, that is kind of kind of wrapping up our episode thirteen. Uh, Ryan Curley, thank you so much for uh, you know uh, coming up and giving us the the lowdown on the election. And there's going to be more to come. And uh, I'd like to invite you back at any time to uh, as we get closer to uh, uh, the elections and so forth. I think this is going to be a, a you know, uh, an active year, uh, from that standpoint. And, uh, as always, Susan, thank you for all of the, uh, the long hours that you put in every day and every week and <laughs> trying to keep the, uh, uh, town going and, and, and going from there as, uh, uh, I know the school is working very hard now as far as trying to develop a reopening plan for yes, the, for the yeah, fall. Yeah. And, uh, we'll look forward to hearing more about that. I don't have any information as of yet. I just know they're working very hard at 
doing the best uh, that we can. Yeah, I know. Uh, we did the Board of Education meeting on, on Monday night, and Charles has been, uh, he's got meetings scheduled all week, yeah. you know, as far as in relation to just trying to nail that down and uh, the protocols and safety and all of that kind of stuff. So uh, well, thanks for hosting, Dave. You do a great job. Hey, thanks so much. Yeah. And again, uh, our uh, podcast is, uh, you know, recorded here live at the Town Tech Educational Podcast Studio at Portland High School. And uh, the podcast is going to be aired uh, also on uh, Channel 15 on the, uh, the Comcast Network on uh, uh, uh Monday mornings at, uh, or Tuesday, I'm sorry, at uh, 9 a.m. and at 4. And it's also, uh, they, they usually pop it in there on the weekends also. So uh, you can always get it uh, from there. So uh, until next week, uh, stay home, stay safe, and wash your hands. Thank you for joining us today. I'm your host, Dave Kosminski. Please tune in every week for new and relevant conversations about the town of Portland. You can find us at portlandct.org or at YouTube forward slash Town of Portland. And now, wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you've enjoyed our podcast, please consider subscribing and sharing with friends. This podcast was produced by the Town Tech Educational Partnership Program, which is a partnership between Portland High School and the Portland Town Hall. If you're looking to start a podcast for your business or organization, check out towntech.org forward slash podcast to learn more.